Mildred Lawson, Chapter Eight of Celibates by George Moore. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by James Carson. She stopped in the middle of the room and, holding in her hand her large hat decorated with ostrich feathers, she assured herself that it was not at all likely that he would commit suicide. Yet men did commit suicide. She did not want him to kill himself that anything so terrible should happen would grieve her very much. She was quite sincere, yet the thought persisted that it would be very wonderful if he did do so. It would make a great scandal that a man should kill himself for her. No woman had ever obtained more than that. Standing in the middle of the room, twirling her hat, she asked herself if she really wished him to kill himself. Of course not. Then she thought of herself, of how strange she was. She was very strange. She had never quite understood herself. Mechanically, as if in a dream, she opened a bandbox and put her hat away. She smoothed her soft hair before the glass. Her appearance pleased her, and she wondered if she were worth a man's life. She was a dainty morsel, no doubt, so dainty that life was unendurable without her. But she was wronging herself. She did not wish him to kill himself. Men had done so before for women. If it came to the point, she would do everything in her power to prevent such a thing. She would do everything, yes, everything, except marry him. She couldn't settle down to watch him painting pictures. She wanted to paint pictures herself. Would she succeed? He didn't think so. But that was because he wanted her to marry him, and if she didn't succeed, she would have to marry him or someone else. She would have to live with a man, give up her whole life to him, submit herself to him. She must succeed. Success meant so much. If she succeeded, she would be spoken of in the newspapers, and best of all, she would hear people say as she came into a room, that is Mildred Lawson. She didn't want to marry, but she would like to have all the nicest men in love with her. Meanwhile, she was doing the right thing. She must learn to draw, and the studio was the only place she could learn. But she did not want to paint large portraits with dark backgrounds. She could not see herself doing things like that. Chaplin was her idea. She had always admired him. His women were so dainty, so elegant, so eighteenth-century, wicked little women in swings, as wicked as their ankles, as their lovers' guitars. But she would have to work two or three years before anyone could tell her whether she would succeed. Two or three years! It was a long time. But a woman must do something if she wishes to attract attention, to be a success. A little success in art went a long way in society. But Paris was so dull. Elsie and Sissy were still away. There was no one in the studio who interested her. Moreover, Elsie had told her that any flirtation there might easily bring banishment to the ladies' studio across the way. So it was provoking that Ralph had forced her to throw him over at that particular moment. She would have liked to have kept him on, at least till the end of the month, when Elsie and Sissy would return. 
The break with Ralph was certainly not convenient. She still felt some interest in him. She would write to him. End of Mildred Lawson, Chapter 8, Recording by James Carson